decree the breakout of deep insights. We decree that the bondages of your people be loosed. Above all, set our hearts on fire for you. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now put your hands together. You may take your seats briefly. Luke 24 verse 32. Luke 24 32. Do you have a projector around here? Alright. I love to preach with projectors so I'm used to it. Those of you with very good phones, you may have to help me preach today. So, I will need particularly, I always like the Living Bible, TLB, the Living Bible. So, get me about three people. One of you will be opening scriptures in the Living Bible. One of you will be opening scriptures in NLT, New Living Translation. One of you will be opening scriptures in the message. Message. Okay, let me see who would open scriptures in the living Bible for me. Or you don't have data. Don't you have Bible softwares? Those of you who have Bible softwares on your phones, check if you have living Bible, NLT, message, amplify. Who has amplified? Who has Amplified? You have Amplified. Who has NLT? You have NLT. Who has TLB? The Living Bible. Who has Living Bible? Nobody. Okay, then somebody has to volunteer to go on Google uh, and look for a Living Bible. Who has Message? You have Message. So, NLT. Where is NLT? NLT. You are what? Amplified. And then message. Okay, I want the original himself, King James. Who has King James? Anybody asking? King James, they wouldn't you are, you are not a Christian. King James. Alright, so Luke 24, verse 32. Luke 24, 32. Message. Please read it. Message. Just stand and read it loud. Thirty-two. Okay, I can understand. Message is packed together. Okay, okay. Didn't we feel on fire as he conversed 
with us. Now, let me jump to thank you very much, my brother. Go with me to Jeremiah, Jeremiah, Jeremiah 20, verse 7. Jeremiah 20, verse 7. Did I get the living Bible? Anybody with living Bible? Nobody. If all the versions you have on your Bible software doesn't have living Bible, it's not a correct software. Look for a different one. <laughs> Listen, verse 7. Jeremiah 27 to 9. Oh Lord, you deceived me when you promised me your help. I have to give them your messages because you are stronger than I am. But now I am the laughing stock of the city, mocked by all. You have never once let me speak a word of kindness to them. Always it is disaster and horror and destruction. No wonder they scoff and mock and make my name a household joke. You know what it means for your name to become a household joke? Huh? When you enter every room, your life is trending. Everybody is talking about your trouser. <laughs> oh my goodness. Listen, he said, I love the verse 9. Now listen, he said, and I can't quit. I can't quit. Lift your hand and say, I can't quit. Say it louder. Say, I can't quit. He said, for if I say, I will never again mention the Lord, nor never more speak in his name. His word in my heart is like fire shut up in my bones. Look at somebody and tell the person, I'm too hot. The fire is too hot to quit. Uh, 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 say it well, say it well, say it well, say it. The fire is too hot to quit. Man to Gavatika Pataka says, After this hearts on fire conference, I prophesy over every one of you, you will become too hot for any witch to handle. Oh, let me say it again. You didn't get it. I said, after this HTC 2021, God will so set you on fire that, that no lecturer can intimidate you. No cause can intimidate you. No wizard can intimidate you. No awkward grandmaster can intimidate you. Look at me, everybody, and let me prophesy to you. Have you seen a normal man in his senses walking into fire before? It is not possible to be normal and walk into fire. At least one sign that you are sane and correct is that when you see fire burning, you don't put your hand into it. You don't try fire when it is at its highest temperature. Look at me. The reason why you have been intimidated, the reason why the devils try you at night, the reason why they fail you your cause, the reason why you are always sick is because the fire has not yet caught up with you. But I came by 
the graces of Almighty God as it is written of me according to the volumes of the book that after now God is about to set you on fire oh let me push this thing I said God is about to set you on fire even if you are crazy you know fire is untouchable what it means is that after now you shall become untouchable and, and I think you don't like it let me speak to five people here I said after today look at me look at me look at me and let me prophesy what is God failure what is God resets what is God affliction cannot be a part of you it cannot touch your body because you are a holy ghost God is setting somebody on fire after today you shall become untouchable look at me when fire is burning the best you can do is to stand watch and admire you can't touch it you can't touch it you can't stop it look at me after today people will only admire you when they see your grades and they see your average they see your gpa no matter how wicked they are they can only admire they cannot touch it they cannot change it oh god said i should prophesy to a young man who is worried about his girlfriend you are worried about your beloved because you lack fire after today they can only admire they can't touch you put your hand on your head shout i am untouchable i don't like it at all shout i am untouchable say in the name of jesus shout aloud i say in the name of jesus i decree after today look at me look at me anybody with the scriptures open obadiah chapter 1 obadiah 1 verse 18 obadiah 1 verse 18 obadiah 1 verse 18 anybody there obadiah 1 okay let me quote it for you obadiah 1 verse 17 is a popular scripture he said but on mount zion there shall be deliverance and there shall be holiness he said and the house of jacob shall possess their possession but watch verse 18 he said anytime i deliver them anytime oh jesus i set them apart anytime i give them what is rightful ds he said anytime i do it there are people specialized in intimidating them so in verse 18 he said after they have been delivered after they have been made holy after they have possessed their possession he said the house of jacob shall become a fire i am a consire that means that the blessing you have received oh what you need to secure it is the fire of the holy ghost and i prophesy after now no blessing of yours is on oh i said no blessing of yours can be touched by the devil your kidney cannot be touched your liver cannot be touched your gpa cannot be touched your mind cannot 
cannot be taught your father cannot be touched your mother cannot be touched your beloved cannot be touched who am i prophesying to is a person in church at all i speak over your life lift your hand and shout i am untouchable when you touch me it only means you don't know what you are doing no have you seen a man walk into fire and stop the fire before the fire will stop you before you stop the fire from today anybody that shall try your life whether in the morning in the afternoon or in the evening look at me and let me say to you the way i want to say it even if the person is a lecturer even if the person is is whatever holds any position even if the person is a politician i prophesy they cannot touch you hey 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 i said they cannot touch you nobody nobody out of envy can manipulate your grade i said nobody out of envy can manipulate your exam results hey then god has not spoken by me i prophesy the fire of god will make everything of you he said he said he said oh come on now in zachariah chapter 2 i believe there's five he said he said i myself will be their glory in the midst of them and i will be a wall of fire round about them look at me i see the power of the holy ghost making you a wall of fire or making a wall of fire round about you you are untouchable i said 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 you are untouchable lift your hand and shout i am untouchable say it louder say i am untouchable look at me sit down let me preach I don't know if I came to preach or I came to pray. Any one of them will do. Look at me. A heart on fire. A heart that is on fire. In the book of Proverbs chapter 4. Oh, Charlie, help my sound. Help my sound because my voice, you have to pray for me. For three, four weeks now, I haven't rested. It's not easy. You saw my look when you called me. (laughs) I haven't rested. It's back to back. Back to back. But God will help us. Yeah, God, tonight, this afternoon, I went to fire somewhere and I'm coming here. God will help us, all right? So help my sound. Look at me. In Proverbs, who has a message? Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. Message Bible, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. He said, Go, go. Now keep vigilant. Watch over your heart. That's right. Hold on. That's okay. That's okay. He said, keep vigilant. Watch over your heart because that is where life begins. Are you here with me? So life does not begin in the head. Uh, uh, uh. Life does not begin in the classroom. Life does not begin, oh Jesus. Okina Matusa. When you get a one million dollar contract, life begins from the heart. So anytime you are talking about a heart on fire, you are talking about a life on fire. I prophesy after now, may God set your life on fire. Lift your right hand and say, Lord, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Shout, Lord. 
life on fire let me tell you a story. Sit down. Let me tell you a story. Look at me. There was a man by name John Wesley. How many of you know John Wesley? You know John Wesley? Yeah. You know Methodist? So John Wesley. John Wesley was preaching in the cities. He was preaching like crazy. Anytime he mounts the podium, everywhere was choked. Everywhere was choked. People would sit on the streets just to listen to him. They would do everything. Sometimes there are stampedes in his meetings. So at one point, the city council met and they drove the guy out of the city. They said, you can't hold your meetings anymore in this city because you are causing too much chaos. John Wesley didn't have anywhere to go. You know what he did? Uh, it said that he went to his father's grave. He went to his father's grave. He stood on the grave and he began to preach. He said, at least as for this space, nobody can drive me out. He went to the cemetery and he began to preach. When John Wesley began to preach from the father's grave, at one preaching, 7,000 people gathered to listen to him preach. So after the service, some journalists met him and asked him, he said, how do you do this thing? We thought, we thought that driving you out of the city will mean an end to your ministry. But it looks like even when we drove you out your ministry has, has, has catapulted to the next level oh come on now can I stop here professor after today huh, God is about to shift God is about to catapult God is about to catashoot is it not called higher dimension that means that after this program you must operate in a higher dimension oh you are too dull I said after this program your academics is operating at a different level the journalist they met this guy and they asked him they said how do you do this thing do you know what he said uh, your name is Glenda right thank you he said he said Baby, he said, he said, what I do is that, so how do you gather the crowds? He said, what I do is that I set myself on fire. He said, and people gather around and they see me burning. That means when you are on fire, people will gather around you. Look at me and let me talk to you. The reason why you are not attracting anybody is because you are not on fire. The reason why you are not attracting helpers is because you are not on fire. The reason why nobody likes you is because you are not on fire. Immediately you set your life on fire. Do you know that even if there is fire in the building there, it's possible all of you will leave me and go. It's possible everybody will leave this room and go and see the fire. Why? Fire attracts people. Fire attracts crowd. So sometimes in ministry, you can stop praying for church growth and set yourself on fire. Because when you set yourself on fire as a president, you set yourself on fire as a vice president, you set yourself on fire as a secretary, naturally, everybody wants to see where the fire is coming from. And I pray for AGCM executives. I pray for every AGCM member and leader. After now, may God set you on fire. I said, may the Lord God set you on sit down do you know have you heard about have you heard about the three Hebrew boys you heard about them alright so in Daniel chapter 3 Nebuchadnezzar makes 
an image and says everybody must bow down to the image. Oh, Jesus. And then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego says we will not bow. Look at me. If you don't bow, you won't bend. Uh, 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 let me say it again. If you don't bow, you won't bend. If you bow, you bend. Which one do you want? You choose to bow, you will bend. Now watch this. And so Nebuchadnezzar said, I will intimidate these guys with fire. He said, I will intimidate these guys with fire. He said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, I want to give you a last chance. He said, you have to think about this decision again. Because you see the fire there? If you don't do it, I put you inside. But you see, Nebuchadnezzar made two mistakes. Can I tell you number one? The first mistake Nebuchadnezzar made was that he heated the fire seven times. I don't know why he chose to heat it seven times and not five times. So you see, when he heated the fire seven times, this is what happened. You see, seven is a perfect number, and seven is the number of God Himself. So immediately he heated the fire seven times. What he did was that he provoked God. Now, watch this. Hold on, hold on. I want to push this thing for you. He provoked God Himself. So perceive, you will watch that when the people carried the they carried, they carried the three boys to throw into the fire. Bible said the people that carried them, they were consumed. Is that not it? Why were they consumed by their own fire? That means that immediately the fire was heated seven times. It was no longer their fire. It was now the consuming fire. So when they threw the three Hebrew boys into the fire, now they didn't realize that the fire had changed and metamorphosed because Hebrews 12 29 says our God is a consuming fire and that is why Jesus was actually in there because the consuming fire had taken over the fire and so you can you cannot destroy me in something that God made you can't number two the second mistake that guy made was that you know what he said you know what he said he actually said that he said if you don't bow I'm going to throw you into this fire he said and let's see the God that can deliver you hey. you see Glenda what it means is that immediately Nebuchadnezzar had equated himself with God are you here with me he said I will throw you let's see the God that means I am more powerful than any God you serve. Oh, what a big mistake. You are, you are, you are too small. You are too insignificant, too infinite. Ah, my goodness. And so if you are wondering why Jesus himself appeared in the fire, it was because the book of Nazar had dared him. Look at me. One reason why you are not seeing God is God. You have not, you have not, your God has not been dead yet. Let somebody dare your God and ask you, Why is your God? Let somebody dare your God and say, If you are a Christian, try and get a first class and let's see. When they dare your God, He will show up for you. I said, When they dare your God, He will show up. So, do you know what He said? He said, didn't we throw three men? You can't throw fire into fire. No, when your life is, no, no fire can consume because you are fire yourself. You can't throw, can you throw fire into fire? No, 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 no. You can't separate fire from fire. And, we, and the Bible said, they were not even hurt. 
Not even a hair on their head was bent. Not even the scent of the smoke was felt on them. Oh my goodness. After today, it doesn't matter what they throw you into. The burning furnace in which you enter, I prophesy. Look, have you seen have you seen a goat give birth to a cat before? It's not possible. A human being, except in Africa, cannot give birth to yam. But as Africa, strange things happen. So let me put that exception. <sighs> strange things. That means that every living thing gives birth after its kind. So if my God is a consuming fire, then me too, I am a consuming fire. It's not possible. It's not possible. This brings me to my story I read. Sit down. My story I read in Jeremiah, and I'm closing, huh? I'm closing for today, then we pray. The story I read in Jeremiah. Now, Jeremiah is saying, in Jeremiah chapter 20, verse, verse 7, he said, I have been deceived by God. Brenda. He said, can you look at the audacity of a man telling this big God, you have deceived me. Meanwhile, we know by the scriptures that God cannot lie. If God tells you, I am taking you from A to K, he will take you from A to K. Nothing will change it. In fact, my brother, let me talk to you. What it means is that before the eternal God who lives in eternity will make a prediction in time. He has already factored everything that is required to bring that prediction and promise into existence. That is what the Bible says. He is a God, number one, that called the things that be not as though they were. And number two, he knows the end from the beginning that means that before God starts he must have already finished it so until God has finished your life he doesn't start your life oh let me push this thing oh you are called Abbasaya Glenda I have bad news for everybody that thinks you will fail in this campus everybody that thinks that because your first GPA is a lower and so you are going to end in a lower I have bad news for them before God began you he had already finished you oh my goodness let me push this thing let me push it so you see God said to Jeremiah Jeremiah is saying that God has deceived me is that not it God has deceived me. But why has God deceived him? Because God did not give him the details of the promise. So when the details of the promise began to unfold, he felt deceived. Ah. Ah. I want to push this thing a little. Can I, can I push it a little? Yeah. When the details of the promise of God began to unfold, he felt that he had been deceived. Now watch this. It's, it's important that before I even talk about Jeremiah 20 verse 7, where he's talking about he has been deceived. I need to put it into proper context for you. From Jeremiah chapter 1, who Jeremiah is. Now when you read Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5, you will know that Jeremiah is no ordinary prophet. In fact, it is said in chapter 1 verse 5, he said, before I formed you. 
before I formed you. And that word formed is the Hebrew word yasha. And so before I create, no, there's a difference between a create, you know, in, in Genesis, uh, I don't want to go this way. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, when you read the Amplified, anybody has the Amplified? Amplified. When you read the Amplified, it said, and God said, that is Elohim, said, let us create man. Let us create man in our own image. When you read the Amplified, it will tell you the word that was used there is bara. And that created, what he meant was that let us, let us bara man after, and it will tell you not the physical body, but the spirit. So the first word that was used, let us create man, was, was, was the creation of the spirit of man. That means that before man was actually formed in the physical, man had been created in the spiritual. So look at me. Everybody seated here has already existed in the spiritual before you are existing in the physical. Now when you exist in the spiritual because you were you were you existed with God before time. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You existed with God in eternity before time. And nobody exists with God and fails. Everything that exists with God in eternity is perfect. So before God unleashed, because in any case, don't forget, what was created in the spirit was after the likeness of God. What it means is that if God wrote your political science paper, will he get an A or you get an F? Oh, uh, let me push this thing. Let me push this thing. So, when you existed with God in the spirit, you were a success. You are excellent. You were the head and not the tail. When you existed with God in the spirit, you were a billionaire. So, watch this. So, he said, let us create man. So, they created man in the spirit. Then when you go to Genesis chapter 2 verse 7, he said, and the Lord God formed man. If you read Amplified, it will tell you. He formed man. That is, he, he yatsha man. What he did was that now he created the body of man. He created it from the dust. Are you here with me? Are you following me up to this point? He created man now, the body from the dust. Then he put what he created in the spirit into the body. So he now breathed into man. My goodness. So that is why when a man dies... The spirit and the soul goes back to God because that one is in the likeness of God. But the body goes back to the soil because that is where the body was made from. So if you ask the Greek people, and, and Pastor Mali was telling me this evening, when you ask the Greek people, they will tell you that the nutrients and the micronutrients you find in the soil are all found in the body. So nitrogen is in the soil, it's also in the body. You have zinc in the soil, it's also in the body. You have potassium in the soil, it is also in the body. So all these micronutrients you have in the soil are all found in the body. So scientists have actually proven that man was formed from the dust and they have actually said that the micronutrients in the soil outdates the ones in the body. That means the micronutrients in the soil are older than the ones in the body. That means that it is, it is, it is now another evidence that this body came from the dust. Oh my goodness. Okay, let me leave that place. So when God actually said to Jeremiah, he said, I formed, he said, he said, Oh, can you read up um, um, Jeremiah 1 verse 5? Jeremiah 1 verse 5. Jeremiah 1 verse 5. Read it for me. Amplify that. Huh? Amplify. Jeremiah 1 verse 5. 
Now listen carefully. Listen. Now watch this. Before I formed you. Now hold on. You get it now? He said, before I formed you from the dust, I knew you. That means I had already created you in the spirit. Oh. Before I formed you, I knew you. And I already, that means I already created. You already existed with me in the spirit. So number one, Jeremiah has been fashioned. Now the word form is also means fashion. So Jeremiah, this Jeremiah we are talking about, is a man that God has specially made. Number two, uh-huh, number two. And I have approved of you. The King James says, and I have sanctified you, or I have consecrated you, or I have set you apart. Now look at me. What it means is that this Jeremiah is not an ordinary person. Now pause here and let me push something for you. My brother, listen. What it means is that Jeremiah, his existence is not being credited to his mother or father. The existence of Jeremiah, Glenda, is not being is not being credited to his friends. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That means that that means that if I formed you, then you cannot leave for your mother. Oh my goodness. You cannot do the bidding of your friends because they didn't form you. You cannot even do your own bidding because you didn't form yourself. You can only do the bidding of the one that formed you. No, 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 no. They say, I'm going to say, what Chadriyamana say will take him. What it means is that it's not possible for you to create something for the thing to be more powerful than you. So the creature can never be more powerful than the creator. So when Jeremiah now comes to the point where he's saying that God has deceived him and he has been deceived, what he's saying is that when you called me, now we, we read the last one we didn't read, he said, and I've also ordained you as a prophet. Look at me, can I say something to you? Can I say something to you? God did not just call you. He did not just consecrate you. He also ordained you for a purpose now watch this there is there is nobody seated under the sound of my voice who is empty no everybody carries something that is a gift put in everyone now the reason look at this the reason jeremiah is feeling deceived is because his gift has now come under strong attack if you read it very well you will see that jeremiah had been beaten and put into prison because he was prophesying and all the prophecies he were given were not prophecies that suited the ears of them that were hearing it and so jeremiah was saying that because of what the gift you gave me and the kind and the kind of messages you make me you make me deliver i have come under an attack oh my goodness i want to work this thing can i work it for you can i work it for you now watch this before god gave him the gift i want to say something to you never look at me look at me and let me say something to you sometimes i hear people say if you are a genuine christian you will not struggle if you are a genuine christian pa this thing you did there, Charlie, you cannot do it all. You know, can I, can, can I give you the reverse? Actually, 
The reason you are struggling is because you are a genuine Christian. The reason you are contending with the flesh is because you are a Christian. It's not because you are an unbeliever. Oh, Jesus. Many times we have been told that when you struggle, struggle to pray, struggle to read the Bible, this is the whole prophet saying to God that you have deceived me. And to the point that the guy said, I want to quit. I want to quit. But what he failed to realize is that the gift that God put in him is what has made him the, the target and the center of attack. Look at me. Anything that is God's priority becomes the devil's interest. Anything that is God, God's priority becomes the devil's interest. Look at me. What it means is that if you are nobody, nobody bothers you. Uh, uh, uh. if you are going nowhere nobody talks about you but when you are going somewhere when the devil sees the way you are manifesting the graces and the giftings of God the way one idea no you get 10,000 one idea you get 20,000 all of a sudden he wants to come and target you and destroy you and most of the time they will target your flesh I told them in church today, look at me. The greatest battle of every believer is not the devil, it's your flesh. You know Jesus, eh? When Jesus, can I round up? When Jesus, when Jesus was working miracles, we never saw the guy pray until his sweat became a clot of blood. If it was me, probably the only time I'll pray till my, 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 my sweat becomes blood. It's when I want to raise the dead. Yeah. I may scream. But guess what? Even when he got to the tomb of Lazarus, in fact, when they told him Lazarus was even sick, the Bible says he stayed two days more. When he got to the tomb of Lazarus, what is the Lazarus come forth? No long prayer. I said, Father, I thank you that you always hear me. No long prayer. But immediately he entered Gethsemane. And there was now a contention between the will of the father in his spirit and the will of his own flesh. Bible said he prayed until his sweat became like the clots of blood. Anytime you are striving with the flesh, you will see some blood. Uh, uh, uh. Because anytime blood comes out of your body, it means the place is injured. It means the place has been cut. Anytime you are contending with the flesh, you will see some blood. It doesn't make you less of a Christian. It only means you are contending with the flesh. And if Jesus was sustained, you too, you will be sustained. Uh, uh, I said you will be sustained. Now listen to me. I want to round up. I want to round up for you. Now watch this. Now Jeremiah is saying, God has deceived me. Number one, and I was deceived. Number two, he's saying that he feels, he feels God had abandoned him. Number three, he's saying that I don't like the messages you are making me preach. Look at me. But you see, you cannot preach your message because you didn't call yourself. You can only preach my message because I called you. You can't do what you want to do. You must do what I want you to do. But Jeremiah is feeling 
that God had abandoned him. And so this is what brings me to the point where I talk about sometimes what we go through. You know, sometimes we are made to feel that what we go through. You know, Jesus, let me tell you, Jesus, Jesus, in Matthew 16, now ask the disciples, Matthew 16, I think from verse 18 or thereabout, he said, who do men say that I am? Do you remember that question? Uh, you remember that question? And you know what they said? Some say you are Elijah. Some say you are this. Some say you are that. And Bible said, Peter said, you are the son of God. You are the Christ. The son of the living God. Now, immediately, open the Bible. King James or whatever. Immediately, Jesus said, Jesus said, he said, Peter, flesh and blood has not revealed this. Is that what he said? Do you remember that? Is that what he said? Good. Now, watch this. After Jesus said, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. Immediately, Bible said, after that time, he began to tell them. New Living Translation. Anybody? New Living. 21. 21. 21. New Living Translation. Who has New Living? Now listen carefully. Matthew 16, 21. I want to show you something. Matthew 16, 21. From then. From then. On Jesus began to tell his disciples, please. That he had to go to Jerusalem and he told them that he told them what would happen to him there. He would suffer at the hands of the Lord. Hold on. What will happen to Jesus? He what, what will happen to him? Now, watch this. Jesus, before he told them about his suffering, wanted them to know, he wanted to know if they really knew who he was. So Jesus never spoke to them about his suffering until they were able to identify his true identity they were able to come to terms with who exactly he was uh-huh, uh-huh. so immediately they said to him you are the Christ the son of the living God he now felt that guys were matured to now take the level of, of teachings he was about to give them and now what happens the same guy who said you are the Christ the son of the living God he said what at the hands of the leaders and the leading priest and the uh-huh. teachers of religious law, he would be killed and he would be raised on the third day. What did Peter say? Give me what Peter said. Change but Peter took him aside and corrected him. Now watch this. Peter took him aside. And then what? And corrected him. How dare you, Peter? Uh, what did he say? Heaven forbid. Lord. Watch this. Peter is now invoking heavens. How can you invoke a man against himself? He's now invoking heavens. He's saying, heaven forbid that you suffer these things you are talking about. Look at me. Before I even say what I'm going to say. When Jesus said to Peter, he said, Peter, the devil has sought to sift you as wheat. Luke twenty-two thirty-one. 31. You know that I was expecting Jesus to say that um, I have stopped the attack. Is that not the normal thing you should say? Peter, I have intercepted the arrow. It will not come. But Jesus didn't say that. Actually, when you read Luke, 2, Luke 22, 31, Jesus said, he said, I have prayed for you that your faith will not fail, number one. He said, and when you have repented, that means, Peter, even though I have prayed for you, you will still fall. Eh? It's not every suffering you can stop by prayer. Jesus had a prayer not answered. Not every suffering. There are things you have to go through. Be 
because it is necessary. Oh my goodness. It is necessary to keep the fire burning inside you. It's necessary. Now what did Jesus say to Peter? Go on. Listen to what Jesus said. Listen, I, I love this one. I'm closing. Verse 23. Jesus turned to Peter and said, listen, get listen. away from me, Satan. Listen carefully. You are a dangerous trap to me. Take your time and read that one. Listen to what Jesus said. He said, get away from me, Satan. You are what? A dangerous trap. You are a dangerous trap. My sister, some human beings are dangerous traps. There are certain human beings projected in your life that are traps. The assignment is to push you off the will of God. So, sometimes it's not all that looks good. I told them in church, I said, look, God told so somewhere, when you get to Jesse's house, say you want to go for a sacrifice, but you're going to anoint them, say, ah, and people say, God lied. Did God lie? God didn't lie. What it means is that, number one, there is a right way. Number two, there is a wrong way. Number three, there is God's way. Never forget it. There is always a right way. There is a wrong way. And there is God's way. God's way is neither the right way nor the wrong way. It's simply God's way. And look at me, if God's way is meant for you to suffer, you have to suffer. Suffering is actually <laughs> uh, the way you're looking at me, it looks like I can't preach suffering at this conference. <laughs> I can't preach suffering here. <laughs> he said, Jesus said, you were a dangerous trap for me. What did he say again? You are a dangerous trap for me. You are seeing things merely from a human ah. not from God. You are only seeing things from a different point of view, not from God's point of view. From today, I pray for every one of you. May you begin to see things from God's point of view. Are you here with me? I said, may you begin to see things from God's point of view. Now, sit down and let me close you. Sit down and let me close you. So, Jeremiah is saying that God has deceived me because he has seen suffering. He has seen suffering for the sake of the gospel. There are people who never want to go out to preach because they are afraid of Corona. Uh, 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 uh. There are people who never pray because they feel tired. Oh, you, you haven't seen anything yet. You are, in, in 1 Kings 18, verse 25 downwards, Bible said, Bible said that, oh Jesus, when the prophets of Baal were, were calling on Baal and Baal was not responding, you know what happened? Bible said, Elijah mocked them. But even after Elijah mocked them, Huh? After Elijah mocked them, Bible said they even prayed them all. They cut themselves even after mockery. What have you done after mockery? When they mock you, you only cry and get into your room. Oh, you, you are not genuine. Love. I've not seen a man who is being mocked because of a girl and he backs off. A girl you love, they are mocking because and you back off. You are not in love. You are not in love. When you are in love, even in mockery, in Luke 22, huh? in Luke 22, verse 43 or so, Luke 22, verse 43, Bible said, and being in agony, he prayed the more fervently. He prayed the more fervently. 
So, so suffering is part of the package. Mockery is part of the package. Now, guess what happens? And I'm closing with this one. Bible said, Bible said, then Jeremiah said, because of these things I am suffering. I am in school as a Christian. And even though I pray, I don't have money in my pocket. Even though I come for higher dimensions conference, when I close, I don't have what to eat. Even though I am, I am, I am an executive of AGCM, there is nobody to help me. I write exam and I fail. And I'm struggling to make ends meet. And Jeremiah said, because of these things I am suffering. Because of the gifts of God. He said, now I have come to the point where I want to call it a quit. I want to throw in the towel because I depended on a God that gave me assurances before he called me. But now has abandoned me. Now when I call him, I don't hear him. When I pray, I don't see him. He said, now, anytime I write exam, I'm always failing. Yet I come to church. Yet I pay my tithe. Thank you very much. He said, yet I pay my tithe. Look at me, everybody. And so Jeremiah said, I want to quit. Many of us have come to the place where we want to quit because it has become difficult to serve God in this generation. The more you pray, it looks like the more difficulties arise for you. There are people looking at me now. You are looking at me in the spirit, but your mother is sick at home. You are looking at me, but you have you have you have a reset to do. You have a paper to rewrite. You are looking at me, and your boyfriend just left you. You are looking at me, and a girl just insulted you. Your roommates are mocking you because you are a believer, because you are a prayer warrior, because you don't sleep at night, and you are always waiting on God. And now you have told yourself, you have told yourself enough of this nonsense. Why would God sit down for people to mock me when I am a Christian? When I do the things He wants, when I serve Him, Jeremiah actually said, He said the messages for which they are mocking me, they are not my messages they are your messages so i'm carrying tracks and i'm sharing the tracks and yet rain is beating me why would god that sending the rain allow the rain to come when i'm doing evangelism and you are angry and jeremiah said where i have gotten to i have had enough enough is enough he said now i want to quit i want to throw in the towel he said but anytime i want want to quit. He said there is something in my heart. The word, this same word which I preach. this same word which I preach for which reason I feel abundant this same serving in the church being an usher being an organa member being a prayer warrior this same thing I do for which reason I expect God to reach out to me and yet he's not doing he said anytime I want to quit he said the word of God in my heart is like fire that means I want to quit but the fire inside me is too hot it will not allow me to quit there is something inside of me that will not allow my flesh to go ahead with the things I want to do ladies and gentlemen look at me and let me speak to you the only reason the only reason you have that the fire in you is genuine and authentic is that that fire no matter 
the shakings and the difficulties of life will not allow you to throw in the towel so even though unlike your friends you don't have a boyfriend you are still standing in the presence of God even though unlike your friends you don't have a car you are still standing in the presence of God even though unlike your friends you don't have you don't have a first class you are still standing in the presence of God because there is fire in your heart there is fire in your heart and it is shut up in your bones and that fire will not allow you to quit look at me anybody who quits too soon is a clear sign you don't have the fire because if the fire is in you you cannot quit church because you fail the paper if the fire is in you you cannot skip a service because a boy walked out of your life if the fire is in you you cannot give up on God because you don't have food to eat I came to stir up in the hearts of people the genuine fire of the Holy Ghost the fire that will not go out after today I see that fire burning in your soul I see it burning in your spirit I see it burning in your life and because of that fire hey though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I will fear no evil hey don't 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 a thousand hey will fall on my right hand and a ten thousand on my right hand he said it shall not come nigh me look at me David said many are they that rise up against me he said many there be that say of my soul there is no help for him in God he said but thou oh God you are a shield for me and you are my glory in Psalm 127 Psalm 27 verse 2 he said though an host shall encamp against me though they shall rise up to eat my flesh they will stumble and they fall they will fall look at me nobody is minding you nobody Nobody wants to help you, but the fire is in your heart. Oh, nobody wants to assist you, nobody wants to favor you, but the fire in you it will not just go out. The fire is too hot for you to quit. Are you ready for that kind of fire? Look at me. If you quit too early, the fire is not genuine. If you quit too early, the fire is not genuine. Time will fail me to tell you about the things we have suffered, the things we have gone through because of the gospel, the things we have had to suffer because we love God. Anytime you love God, you will go through shakings. There will be times you will write your paper and you will struggle. It doesn't mean God has left you. It's only a proof that God is with you and God wants to use you as a sign and I wonder to your generation as you rise up to your feet I prophesy may that fire that is too hot to allow you to quit may that fire come upon you lift your voice and begin to cry hey 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 Lord baptize me listen listen let me say this to you oh Prasie you are here listen now listen everybody when the Holy Ghost came down the first thing we saw about the Holy Ghost was fire. True or false? Oh, 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 true or false? He said he came upon them as clothing tongues of what? Look at me. VP, what it means is that nobody can claim you have the Holy Ghost if you are not on fire.
Because we, we believe in the principle of first mention. You cannot have the Holy Ghost and not be on fire. In any case, in Matthew 3 verse 11, John the Baptist said, I baptize you with water unto repentance. But he that I come after me, he said, him I cannot lose his sandals. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. As you look at me, receive the baptism of fire. As you clap your hand and you pray, receive the baptism of fire. May God baptize you with fire from on high. Clap your hand and pray. Clap your hand. your hand pray baptize me with fire Lord and clear say my father my father my father my father as I clap my hands baptize me with the unquenchable fire of the Holy Ghost say right now I receive the baptism of the unquenchable fire of the Holy Ghost clap your hand and pray
Circumstances of life can extinguish their fire. And Jeremiah almost got there. There are people who lose their fire because of what they go through in life. Prissy, do you know that when you read the Bible, eh, read about Job. Do you realize that in Job's case, everybody in the family was touched but one person. His children were killed. His servants were killed. He himself was afflicted. The only person who was not touched was the wife. Have you thought about it? come all these guys were touched she was the only person who was not touched look at me sometimes no matter what you go through God will always leave somebody untouched so the person can stand for you the person can intercede for you you see the wife was untouched because God was expecting that in that time of difficulty she would have been the intercessor. Because once everybody is afflicted, nobody will pray for them. Are you here with me? But the wife, oh Jesus, who did not understand her place. And so Mordecai said to Esther, he said, who knows that God has brought you here for such a time as this? Are you here with me? What am I telling you? Sometimes when you go through shakings God is only looking for a way to fan the fire into more flames. Don't allow the shakings of life like the wife of Job who said to him, he said, curse God and die. In other words, quench the fire. Tomorrow, I mean, talk about fire extinguishers. Do you know fire extinguishers? My sister, I like the way you pray. Hey. Mapon, pressing Mapon. Hey. Something was on fire. Until one woman entered his life. God, 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 God. One woman who Glenda. <laughs> not Glenda. Glenda, she's a good woman. Is that not so? Do you know what happened? When, when Mrs. Delilah entered the life of Samson, Bible says one day, after they have made love and stupidly given his secret away, be careful the laps your head is on. Hey? 
Bible says in Job six, uh, Judges 16 verse 20 he said Delilah said the Philistines are upon you he said I will get up and shake myself as at other times but he wish not that the Holy Ghost has left him Proceed. what it means is that there are some people when they step into your life the Holy Ghost steps aside There are some women, when they step into your life, the Holy Ghost steps aside. Anybody that will enter my life, for the Holy Ghost to step aside, may we never meet. May our path never cross. Amen. My brother, hey, my sister, I'm on the women, but I'm here. Do you know Solomon? Do you know Solomon? I should go there. Do you know that in 1 Kings chapter 3 verse 3, the Bible says Solomon loved the Lord. Is that not it? He loved the Lord. In chapter 9, the Bible says he, he built houses, built the temple. But in chapter 10, you know what happened in chapter 10? The queen of Sheba visited Solomon. Queen of Sheba visited and everybody reads that scripture and they are happy. Until you read chapter 11 verse 1. After the queen of Sheba came and left, Bible said now Solomon loved many foreign women. Proceed. Did the queen of Sheba really bring gold or she brought the last for foreign women. Because she was a foreign woman. After she entered the palace and left, Solomon loved many foreign women. The sisters in AGCM Legon, they are not like that. They are not fire extinguishers. But you pray this prayer as I close. Yeah? Whoever will enter my life, do you know Solomon? And when you read chapter 11, eh? chapter 11, 27, Bible says God became an adversary to Solomon. The same Solomon that God loved, the same Solomon, oh, God became an adversary because he had now loved many foreign women. Whoever will step into my life and make the Holy Ghost step aside in life, there are people you must meet. And there are people you must miss. You must not meet who you must miss. And you must not miss who you must meet. Whoever I must meet, I will not miss. Whoever I, will, I must miss, I will not meet. Clap your hand, make it a prayer. <laughs> Ilo bas kapala, ilo bas kapala, ayanda bas kapala. 
Say in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Shout it out. Say in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Say right now. Right now. As I clap my hand. As I clap my hand. And I pray. And I pray. I declare. I declare. May my path. May my path. Never cross. Never cross. With anybody. With anybody. With any satanic. With any satanic. Fire extinguisher. Fire extinguisher. Say anybody. Anybody. Assigned by hell. Assigned by hell. To extinguish. To extinguish. The fire of God. The fire of God. In my life. In my life. Say right now. Right now. As I pray, as I pray, I escape you. I escape you. I have closed this. In the name of Jesus. There was a, a young prophet. I want to anoint you. There was a young prophet who, who missed his place in destiny. Because his path crossed with an older prophet. Is it not interesting that God told him, after you prophesy, don't eat? Is that not it? And the guy disobeyed God and he ate. Do you know when the lion killed him by the way? Bible said the lion killed him and the lion stood by the body. That means God told the lion, you too, when you kill the prophet, don't eat. <laughs> God told the, the lion, when you kill the prophet, don't eat. God told the prophet, when you, when you have destroyed the altars, don't eat. And he ate. And God told the lion, when you kill the prophet, don't eat. And he didn't eat. Anytime you disobey God, you are less than an animal. Even animals obey God. Even animals. They know how to obey God. They know how to obey God. Can I close? Tomorrow, God willing, we'll pray more. Is that not it? Tomorrow, no preaching. We'll pray. Alright? We'll pray and minister. Today, we are starting. I want to consecrate you and set you apart for leadership. I don't know what you are doing, but... When I stood up there, the Lord said to me, He said, The government shall be upon the shoulders. And that is a clear sign for leadership. I don't know what you are doing, but as I pour this oil on your head, I declare in the name of Jesus, nothing will come. Without destiny of yours, the God put on your head governmental graces. 
governmental anointings anointings for leadership anywhere you enter you will emerge as a natural leader the oil of God is upon your head so shall it be now every one of you take a seed take an offering take an offering Lift up a good seed. One of my challenge to God this year is that I want to try and outgive God. Is it possible? Is it possible? It's not possible, eh? I want to try my best to outgive God. I want to give God more than He's giving me. But I know you are saying it's not possible. What I simply mean is that I want to prove to God this year that I love Him with my money. I told them in church anytime I'm taking an offering and it is a big note, I feel good. When it's a small note, I feel guilty. So I've told God that he should always give me big, big, big notes. And interestingly, he's always giving me big, 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 big notes. You know, sometimes God is just waiting for you to take a step and believe. Just make a declaration. It will, it will feel as if you are joking. It will feel as if you are joking. But before you know it, it has happened. Yeah. There are days I walk into church and all I have is maybe a 200 series note or a 100 series note and I'll drop it. By the time I get to the gates, I'll say, God said I should give you this envelope. I'll open and 100, 100, 100, 100 notes. That is God for you. Believe him for hard things. Alright? Believe him. Even as a student, may God empower you to buy a car. You are an executive, eh? Are you an executive? Come. Come, let me, not to you, this one. This one. What are you reading? What are you doing? Bon pain, non, c'est. Petit tube.